Hi, my name is David Siegler and welcome to my podcast. Hi everybody, it's David Siegler again. So I'm going to start talking to you about investors. Where you find them, how do you work with them, what do you say, how do you make sure you serve them. Uh, This material is something that people new to the industry find a little bit difficult at the beginning, how to find the money to buy the deals. Because remember, deal packaging is about two things. It's finding the deals and finding the money to buy the deals. And in my experience, if you find the money, if you find the money first, it makes it so much easier to go and find the deals. Now, I understand that you need both. You need deals and money in order to have a deal packaging business. But I would recommend, in particular, if you're new to the industry, go and find the money first, go and find your investors. And this is how I did it. And I'm going to share this with you now. So when I first started out, I did not have the property education that's available to you guys. I was self-taught. I had to learn all this stuff myself. I didn't have a mentor who I could go to and ask about this stuff. So I'm going to share with you exactly what I did to build my investor database. And basically, I started at property network events. That's where I went. Now, don't forget, I lived in Brighton. At the time, there was only one property network event in Brighton. And absolutely, I went along to that. Uh, And the most important rule, and you might want to write this down if you're making notes on this, the most important rule with uh, property network events is you have to go, you do, you have to go, right? But when I say you have to go, you don't just go once, you have to keep on going, you have to become a part of that community, you have to go through the no like and trust process that we all in all our dealings as human beings go through before we want to work with someone so you have to become a regular in that room and i did go through that process in brighton but i did more than that as well because i used to hop on the train and go up to victoria it was only 55 minutes away and that allowed me to take in the london property meets as well uh, and in the, in those days there were a dozen really big London property meets. And I went along and started to become part of their communities as well. Not all of them. I picked three or four that I really liked to go to uh, because there were a lot of people in the room, because they were very accessible, uh, because I made contacts there. But you have to keep going. So you can imagine if I was going to three or four property meetings a month, that was a really big commitment in terms of time and effort and it was really really important that you go regularly because if you're looking to attract investors from in those rooms you have to go through that cycle of them getting to know you liking you and trusting you so that they'll do business with you it's just part of the human condition that that's the process we have to go through so you've got to go regularly to be seen and heard And another really, really important point that you should take on board is get close to your network meetings host. The host is the center of this web of everything you need for your property business. So the host of the network meeting knows in the room 
where the power team is, where the money is, who the investors are, who really important people like uh, solicitors, brokers, architects, structural engineers, whatever it is you need, the host will know who they are in that meeting. So get close to your host. You know, maybe become part of the events team. If you become part of the events team, then you have raised your profile above that of being just an ordinary delegate. So uh, there was one network meeting that I attended to regularly where I used to greet people on the desk and take their £20 for coming in. Uh, I used to do that, and it gave me the opportunity to speak to every single person who was in the room. So they all knew who I was, and I began to know who they were as well. And it was really, really awesome, because while I'm taking their £20 to come into the room, um, we were talking about property and deals and whether we might have any common ground. So little things like that, so powerful. Get close to your local network meeting host. And take any opportunity that's available for you to speak and be heard. If you can get on your feet just for a few seconds to talk about who you are and what you do, it's extremely valuable in that room. Immediately again, you are elevated above the level of the ordinary delegate who goes along month in, month out, pays their £20 sits in the room. You know, if you get up and you're invited to speak on anything, for no matter how short a period of time, you're sort of one of the cool kids in class, right? You're one of the, the group that lead the event. You know, you're, you become aspirational. People want to come and talk to you in the break and find out more about you and who you are and what you do. And when, when they come, you need an elevator pitch. So we hear a lot of stuff on the forums about elevator pitches, and uh, some of it is helpful, some of it isn't. And um, I think there's a lot of uh, false mystique built around elevator pitches. I have an elevator pitch, but it's very, very simple. I'll share it with you now. If I was meeting you at a network meeting, all I would say to you is, hi, I'm David Siegler, I work in property, and what I do is increase the wealth of my investors. And that's it. You can open a conversation based on that sentence. What exactly do you do, Dave? How do you do that, Dave? How does it work? And then you're in flow and you can talk to anybody about what you do and whether you've got any common ground and whether you can help them. And if you get somebody who speaks to you about what you do and how you do it, then what you need to do is follow up. The money is in the follow-up. Uh, no one is going to come to a network meeting, meet you for the first time, and offer to invest in your deals. You need to follow up. You need to meet them three, four, seven, ten times. Everybody's different. You have to go with that. So you need to arrange an appointment. So maybe you might say, and this is what I would say, something like this. So it's been really interesting to speak with you this evening. Would you mind, do I have your permission? to give you a call during the week, and maybe we, would, we could have a cup of coffee. And they'll generally say yes. And that's really, really cool, because you've got the express permission now to give them a ring. And then you have to give them a ring. Give them a ring. Hi, it's David. Do you remember we met at the network meeting the other evening? You, you said it'd be okay if I gave you a ring. Maybe we could 
meet up for a coffee, would Tuesday afternoon or maybe Thursday lunchtime be more convenient? Give them a choice. Give them an option. Don't just give them one date and time because if they're busy and they say no, the conversation sort of comes to an end at that point. So Tuesday afternoon or Thursday lunchtime, when's best for you? That's all you need to do. And then when you get in front of them and have a cup of coffee, you can find out what your common ground is. A wonderfully powerful tool at one of those meetings where you're following up and you're exploring whether you have got any common ground with a prospective investor is to put together your portfolio. Now, this is a tip that I learned from Rob Moore, the co-founder of Progressive Property. He and Mark Homer own, co-own or manage over 750 properties in and around Peterborough and Cambridgeshire. And they also own a property education training company, which stages over 600 events a year. So what I learned from Rob was to get yourself a portfolio. Get yourself a folio. And uh, by folio, what he meant was a leather-bound, really smart presenter. And inside the presenter, there are clear plastic polythene wallets. Uh, And in each wallet, you can place a deal. So that is exactly what I did. I started to put all of my deals that I'd concluded into each individual plastic wallet. And it got to the point where I have 40, 50 deals in the portfolio. I'll be completely honest with you. I didn't go the leather bound option. I went plastic. You know, I got it online. It was $12.99, but it served a purpose. I still use the same presenter today and it's a bit biffed and battered, but it works really, really well because what it allows me to do when I'm sitting with a new prospective investor is to go through the folio and keep turning the pages while I'm talking and show on every single page another deal and another deal and another deal. And I don't pitch new deals from my portfolio. The only purpose of it is to show deals that have been done. And what that does is that it reinforces with the new prospective investor that other people before them have put their trust in me, that they've uh, invested in deals that I've found, that it builds my credibility in front of the new prospective investor. Uh, And it just gives them peace of mind that uh, I can do what I say I'm going to do and that I can produce the goods and finish the job. And it's a wonderful asset to have as part of your business. My folio goes with me everywhere. I've always got it in the car and I can bring it out at any time and just show people what I've done and the type of thing that I am doing. So getting back into the network meetings. It's really, really important to get yourself heard. And there are some network meetings that just before the breaks, those of you that have attended property network meetings, you'll be aware of this. Just before the break, before the main speaker for the evening comes on, the host invites people in the room to stand up and share what they do. You get 20 seconds just to stand up and share what you do. And when I was just starting out, I tried to use this 20 second slot to explain to people what I do. And to be honest, I fumbled around with it a little bit. And it was only when I came to progressive property 
and learnt how to set up a deal packaging business properly that I realised the value of this 20-second slot. And my mentor at that time said to me, David, do you use the 20-second slot at network meetings? And I said, yes. And he said, what do you say? I said, well, I stand up and I say, my name's David Siegler and I I source properties in the north of England and uh, they're really BMV and uh, or we get a lot of ROI and uh, gosh, if you want a bit of ROCE, see me in the break. And he said, no, that's, that's rubbish, that. And I said, why is it rubbish? That's what everybody else says. He said, exactly. What you need to do is make yourself stand out. Make yourself different from everybody else. Be memorable. You know, just enjoy the process. So I did. And I thought long and hard about this. I took it to heart. So these are some of the things that I did. Maybe it will make you think about it as well. So I tried to think of something uh, interesting and topical for every single meeting. And over the next five, six, seven months, I said some really interesting things. For instance, uh, one of the meetings I went to was on the day that Jason Orange left Take That. Uh, And I got up and I shared with the room how sad I was that Jason Orange had left Take That. And the reason I was sad was because nobody cared. Even Take That didn't care. They just carried on as a, as a trio. Now, when Robbie left Take That, it was like a day of national mourning. I saw young women weeping openly in the streets. I felt a bit emotional myself. When Jason left, nobody cared. And I just sat down. So now they're waiting for me every month to stand up and find out what strange things I'm going to say the next month. And it was that point that I managed to sell a pub in the 22nd service provider slot at a network meeting. Would you like to hear what I said? Yes, I think one of two of you do. So I haven't practiced this. It went something like this. I tried to make sure I was the last one. Now, there's no science to this, but you know how this stuff works. The host looks round and people put their hands up and then the hands slow down and I tried to be last. I can't remember if I was actually last, but I was very near the end. And I stood up and they're expecting me to say something strange because I had been saying strange things over the last three or four months. So it went something like this. I've bought a pub in Oldham. It's very, very ugly. I don't know why I did it. It cost me £80,000. But on the other hand, I've spoken to the planners and they said I can turn it into a 10-bed HMO. But that's going to cost another £80,000. But on the other hand, we've had a pre-approved commercial valuation on the finished project at something over £400,000, which means that we can pull just under £300,000 out. If anyone would like to speak to me about that, I'll be standing by the flower pot in the break. And what do you think? Somebody came. One man came. And as a direct result of that conversation, I sold the pub in Oldham and earned a £15,000 deal packaging fee. So this stuff works. Have fun with it. Do something that's appropriate for your character and what you're comfortable with. But make yourself different from what everyone else in the room says. So network events are a wonderful way to build your profile and build your investor database. But once you've got some investors, 
It's a very valuable resource. Look after them. Take care of them. Because the next most valuable way of getting new investor business is by referral and recommendation from your existing investors. And just recently, I was introduced to a new potential investor by an existing investor. Uh, He rang me up and said, uh, I've got a pal who I think would like to talk to you, David, see if you can help them. He's got £50,000 to invest. Now, here's a trade secret. They always say they've got £50,000 to invest. Usually, they've got a lot more than £50,000, but they always say they've got £50,000. So I thanked my investor, and I took the number of the new contact, and I gave him a call. Now, there was a little bit of confusion because my new investor... Um, he what he actually does, he runs the biggest agency for male strippers in the United Kingdom today. And when I phoned him, of course, we weren't on Skype or FaceTime or anything like that. There was some confusion as to the purpose of my call. And uh, clearly, I wasn't looking for employment, but he didn't he wasn't aware of that. And he said to me, oh, yes, I do want to speak to you. I've heard all about you. Can you come to my home and we'll have a meeting? I said yes, because it was very close to where I live. Anyway, 8 a.m. the following morning, I was there. I went and rang the bell and his partner, who's a lovely lady, opened the door and she never spoke to me. She just shook her head and looked very, very solemn and beckoned me to follow her into the living room where I saw my potential new investor. Now, he had planned the previous evening to have an early night because we had a high-powered meeting at 8am to to work our way through, but actually, he'd had a bit of a late one. And the first time I saw him, he was flat out on the sofa with his pants on his head dribbling onto a pillow. And um, I wasn't quite sure how this was going to unfold. Anyway, he woke with a start, jumped to his feet, but was shuffling around in his socks, trying to find the kitchen so he could make me a coffee, when I said, do you know what, shall we shall we rearrange this appointment? Would another time be more convenient? And he said, oh, yeah, can we do that? That'd be cool. So it was 36 hours later. I came round again in the evening. They were both uh, fully attentive at that point. And basically, I sat down with them in their living room And uh, he asked me what I do. And I explained what I do. And I explained that some of our latest projects produced a return on capital employed of something over 40%. And he found this really hard to believe. So I went through, I drew it out on a bit of paper, exactly how we had produced a return on capital employed of 42%. And he told me that his £50,000 was in the bank at that point producing 0.1% interest. And then he actually went on to explain, do you remember I said they've always got more than 50 grand? He actually had 400,000 pounds in a bank, getting 0.1%. And he was worried because inflation rate was eating into his capital. Every single year he left it in the bank. He was probably losing Twelve to fifteen thousand pounds by leaving his money in the bank just because inflation was eating it away, and he was aware of that and he was worried and upset. So I drew it on a bit of paper in front of him. He looked at zero point one percent, and then he looked at forty two percent, 
And then he looked at 0.1%. And then again, he looked at 42%. And then he looked at me and he said, how many can I have? And that's a great position to be in because I haven't sold him a deal. I have healed his pain. I've given him the solution to a problem that was really worrying him. And he's now done three projects with us. And he continues to be an investor and also now a great friend. Uh, and we love working with him. And you can put yourself in that situation too. All you need to do is find out what your pr prospective investor's pain is and give them a solution. And then you get all the business you want. And that is what deal packages should do. And if you are producing that solution for your investors, you have an infinite amount of business that you can do because they will work with you time and time again. And they will bring along their friends because you can do a really, really good job for them as well. So we've talked about how you can find your investor clients. Go to network meetings. That's where I found most of mine. Make sure you ask for referrals and recommendations. That's how I find most of mine. Uh, my referral and recommendation script is very, very simple. I will share it with you now. Um, if I'm talking to an investor or even someone who I can't work with because it's not right for them at this time, it goes something like this, and I quote, Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Now you understand what I do. Is there anyone you know who you think might benefit from having a cup of coffee with me and just talking these things through. That's it. That's all you have to say. And whether you've helped a person, you're actually working with them actively, or whether you weren't able to help them at this particular time, there is no reason why, once they understand the concept of what you do, why they shouldn't recommend a friend or someone else. And when I ask that question, in the vast majority of cases, I will come away with a phone number, a new contact who I can speak to and explain what I do and see if I can help. Another fantastic and very low cost way to find investors for your new deal packaging business is to use online resources. Let's start with Facebook. Facebook is a wonderful way to get your message out there. Uh, and there's all sorts of ways you can use Facebook in order to promote your business. The easiest way, if you're just starting out, is just to join the conversation. Go on to the property forums. There are many property forums out there. I am a member of the progressive Facebook community. That is definitely a community that uh, I recommend you join. It's full of positive, supportive people who are on the same journey. And it allows you to build your profile. So if you're not sure what to post and how to begin building your profile, as a starter, you can just join an existing conversation. If someone else is posting, then make sure you comment, give a positive comment, get people to see your name as somebody who's active on the forum. And then maybe you can start making your own posts. So another way you can really build your profile as a deal packager is just diarise your journey. If you're just starting out and you think you haven't got a lot to say, just tell people what you're doing. Tell people what you're doing every day. 
I've gone to view a house. Take a picture of yourself outside a house. It can be any house. I won't tell anyone. Just go and do some viewings and take pictures of that. Maybe you're going to do some direct mail. Show a pile of letters sitting on your desk ready to go in the post box. You've written some direct mail letters. You're active. You're busy. And then when you start to get contact with investors and actually start doing deals, then you can talk about investor meetings. Just talk about what you are doing as you do it. Because it makes you look active, it makes you look busy, it makes you look professional. It means that people will be drawn to you. And the most important thing, and I I have to admit, I'll admit I have a failing in this as well, you've got to be consistent. You have to keep posting all the time. Uh, you know, and I tend to do two or three weeks telling people what I'm doing and diarising my journey online and then I get distracted and work intervenes and I it, it, I don't post anything for another two or three weeks. And that, that then I have to start all over again. So make sure you do two or three posts a week talking about your business, what you do. And it can be anything, anything. Taking a tray of donuts into an estate agent. That's a really cool thing to post. You know, here I am with my friends at the estate agents and they're all eating my donuts. How cool is that? So just share that sort of stuff with them and it builds your profile. Video. Video is great. Now, for those of you who are brave enough to do a 60-second, 90-second maximum length video, talking about your property business, that is a wonderful way to attract investors and everybody else to your business because in video you come to life. They can see the person that you are. They get much more in terms of what you're trying to communicate, not just the words. So they will be drawn to you if you're a person that they think they can work with. So if you're feeling brave enough, do some video. 60 seconds, 90 seconds maximum, because if it's any longer than that, people will disengage. They'll, they'll watch you for 60, 90 seconds, but don't do a five-minute video. That's not going to work. And if you're worried about doing it live, don't do it live. Just record the video on your phone and then edit it and post it. You can do that. I can do it, so you can do it, definitely. So Facebook is a really, really great place to build your profile and look for investors. Another way you can find investors is on LinkedIn. And I work with an extraordinary young man who's got a fantastic deal packaging business, a young man called Jamie York. And Jamie finds millions of pounds from investors by using LinkedIn, promoting his LinkedIn profile. Now, Jamie's got a really big business now. So he will invest in advertising on LinkedIn. He'll do LinkedIn ads. But what he can show you, and he's proven it to me, is that for every pound he invests on LinkedIn, he has produced results which give him seven pounds in return just by finding investors. And uh, he tends to find a different type of investor on LinkedIn. Uh, he tends to finish up in London a lot, meeting investors that have found him on LinkedIn. So in addition to all the methods I've spoken about in this section about how you can find investors, there are many, many more. I just wanted to share with you the methods that I use in order to find my investor clients. So to summarize, 
Go to network meetings. Get yourself known. Get your business cards out there. Meet with people. Follow up. Go and have coffee. The money's in the follow-up. Get referrals and recommendations from your existing investor clients once you've got an investor client. Put yourself out there on Facebook. Join the conversation. Start to contribute yourself. Maybe try a video. See how that goes. And then LinkedIn is an extremely valuable resource because you get a different sort of client on there and people will be attracted to you if you tell them what you do. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.